0: Ephesians chapter 4, or 3, excuse me, in verse 14, I'm actually reading from the New International Version today, that's kind of unusual, but for this particular message I wanted to do that. Here's what Paul wrote, for this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name, and this is the passage we opened with today. I pray, Paul said, that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through the spirit in your inner being so that christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and i pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able, and I want you to look at these next few words, him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. We thank you, Lord, that you are Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides, the God who is always more than enough, the God, as Paul said, who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. We thank you and we humble ourselves before you, knowing that in us there is no inherent ability or gifting that could ever do supernatural things. But as we yield ourselves to you, you can do immeasurably more than we ask or think. I pray, Lord, today in these next few minutes, um, you know the sense that I feel in my spirit. You know the weakness that I personally feel, but in my weakness, your strength is made perfect. And I pray God that you today would anoint me, not because I deserve it or have earned it, but I pray that you would anoint me to communicate the vision that I believe you have given to this church, to this leadership, as we move forward in the years to come. Would you stir in us a passion to be everything you have called us to be, to ask and imagine and to dream big not for our own sake but for the sake of those who are yet to have knelt their knee before you and called you lord that is our desire that is what motivates us and may it always be so would you speak to us and challenge us in these few moments that we share together today to be the church you've called us to be I pray enlarge our vision expand it and give us faith to lay hold of it I pray in Jesus name Amen Andrew Murray many of you have read books by Andrew Murray He was a great author of two centuries ago 19th century was a South African pastor an evangelist was the son of Dutch missionaries. He was an amazing, prolific author, especially on the subject of missions and the subject of prayer. But here's what Andrew Murray said. He said, beware in your prayer above everything of limiting God, not only by unbelief, but by fancying that you know what he can do. It's a powerful statement. Sometimes our prayers limit God because we think we know better than God knows what God is able and willing to do. Vance Havner said too many times we miss so much because we live on the low level of the natural, the ordinary, the explainable, We leave no room for God to do the exceeding abundant thing above all that we can ask or think. And then likewise, David Burnham was an American architect. He developed the master plan for a number of cities, including Chicago and downtown Washington, D.C., He also designed several famous buildings in New York City and D.C. during his career. And this is what Burnham said, make no little plans. They have no magic to stir men's blood and probably themselves will not even be realized. Make big plans. Aim high in hope and work, remembering that a noble logical diagram once recorded will never die. But long after we are gone will be a living thing asserting itself with every growing insistency remember that our children and our grandchildren are going to do things that would stagger us it's a powerful statement and finally this quote from Rick Dubose and I'll give you the backstory to it in a moment Rick spoke here at our 100th anniversary, which would have been, I guess, four years ago, or three years ago, four, I don't know, I lost track. 1999, that'd be three years ago. And Rick spoke, he is our assistant general superintendent, and he said, if the vision can be completed in my lifetime, it is not a God-sized vision. Several months ago, I was um, praying And i was thinking about glad tidings and asking god what the future would look like where he was going to lead us i spent a couple of days fasting and just saying god i i want to know your heart i want to lead well in my years here that remain and as i was doing that i recognized the things that all of us would recognize we are on the other side for the most part of COVID. we've survived that glad tidings has survived beautifully we're so thankful for that so many new to glad tidings over the last few years and so i was just simply praying god what should we be doing now what where is the next direction you want us to go in may we uh, the whole staff went to district council and rick Debose was the speaker and uh, he made this statement, if the vision can be completed in my lifetime, it is not a God-sized vision. So I looked at our vision, and, um, and I realized that our vision to plant eight churches in East Central Indiana over the next 10 years is doable. That can be done, and I think we hopefully will have it done before either I retire or you kick me out, whichever comes first, I don't know, but I think it's very doable. And so I realized the vision that we had cast was probably not a God-sized vision because it was something that was very easily and probably done in at least my leadership lifetime. In 18 months, I will turn 60, and I'm not about ready to quit, not thinking about that in any way, but I wanna finish strong. I want to see God do in this place what God desires to do in the last many years that we will have together. And so I began to pray and I asked God for that God-sized vision, something bigger than me, something larger than I could draw out on a yellow legal pad and say, I think we can get this done in the next few years and, and check it off the list. and You've heard me talk about my Todoist app, and it has this great little noise, and so every time I accomplish something, I hit it just so I can hear the noise. Have you ever heard anybody do that? You need to get the app if you like to accomplish things. I make up things and then click it just so I can feel that sound. So, but I didn't want our vision to be able to fit on Todoist. I, I wanted to have the kind of vision that God wanted us to really carry out. So today I wanna talk to you about what we can do. What what can God do? If he's able to do immeasurably more than we ask or think, what can God do if we keep dreaming? Now to do that, um, let me tell you where we have been, and I'm not gonna rehearse the entire history of God's audience. And I'll put these things in context in a few moments. I hope that, I'll just say now, we're not sharing these things with you in any way to pat ourselves on the back or to brag. I want you to see where God has brought us so far so that we can get a sense of where he wants to lead us. Since 1999, when we came in November of 1999, the average attendance of Glad Tidings was 144. and the annual income was 172. God began to bless very quickly and we began to grow and we realized we were gonna outgrow uh, the main sanctuary quickly and we were in no place to have a building project that we'd only been here for about six or eight months. And so we put together a group of folks that worked with me to move to two services. And um, that was a big deal for us because uh the church had been in two services many years before but then the church experienced a really ugly split and i know that there was even sentiment about you know maybe that was part of it and, and kind of divided the body and, and those were kind of underneath rumblings but nevertheless they were there and so we brought a team of people together some of you were on that team and we talked about what two services would look like and we went to two services And very quickly, we grew the church, saw the church grow to its previous largest size, which was about 400. And we began to engage the community in meaningful ways. Uh, We weren't real creative in our vision casting at that point, but we were very clear in our mission. And our mission remains the same, and that is to develop biblically sound believers to reflect Christ's character. That mission will never change. That's who we are. We believe in the power of God's word. How many believe in the power of God's word? Now, our vision was simply to grow the church or see the church grow to its previous size at least and to engage the community. Again, I said we weren't very creative. But when we surpassed that early vision, we were engaging the community and we were larger than we were at 400 before, we came together and we really tried to hone in on a very clear, articulate vision. So in 2011, we developed this vision statement that was a little wordier in the first and simply said that glad tidings exist to glorify God by reaching the unchurched and developing biblically sound believers through biblical teaching, training, global endeavors, community outreach with initial Special emphasis given to endeavors that minister to the financially, emotionally, socially, or spiritually impoverished people living on the south side of Muncie. And 400 of you learned that by, no you didn't, nobody learned that, okay, it was hard to learn. It was a long statement, but that kind of captured what we were believing God was trying to do. We launched our ministry to Sutton. Many of you were a part of that, a huge opportunity that we had, and then that moved to Grissom. We were very engaged in First Choice for Women and Muncie Mission, which we continue to be. But in 2018, while the mission stayed the same, the vision kind of shifted it even a little bit more, expanded a little bit more, and it became to plant life-giving churches in eight counties of East Central Indiana. You see that graphic on the screen adams county and wells county blackford and jay county delaware and randolph county henry and wayne county and that became the vision that really motivated us and moved us forward so here we are about ready to enter into 2023 the daycare has just celebrated its eighth anniversary has more than 60 kids 20 staff income that exceeds a half a million dollars we had our 100th anniversary celebration in 2019 it was a beautiful time we um launched dunkirk glad tidings the very sunday after we celebrated our 100th anniversary but we realized that if and we do realize that if we do not continue to reach children and young people then eventually all of this excitement and enthusiasm and focus and direction will begin to wind down In march of 2020 we had a global pandemic put churches everywhere in dire straits but god helped us in the midst of that pandemic to plant hartford city campus in october of 2020 muncie north in 2021 march next year we're going to go to Wells County and plant the Bluffton Church. And I just want you to see what God has done through that, through this church planting. 140 people left this campus to attend those three plants. Now there are a total of 642 people that attend those three church plants. That's more than four times God Multiplied that seed of 140 more than four times because you all were faithful and we said we'll, we'll bless them as they go. God has turned that into incredible growth and at the same time has blessed us and has filled in this congregation as well. The 144 average attendance that we had in 1999 now approaches 1,000 on every Sunday. That is campus-wide. The $170,000 annual income is now more than $3 million. God has done so much, and we are so thankful. How many are thankful for what God has done? Amen. You can give the Lord a hand. That's fine. We're going to put some pictures on the screen just real quickly of the campuses. That's Dunkirk before... Can you go back to the before real quickly shelly back to the before uh, they were meeting crammed into that little community center here's the church now after in their sanctuary beautiful sanctuary we'll look at the hartford city church i believe next before that's what it looked like uh, before many of you guys amazing uh went in and started remodeling it and now here is what hartford city Isn't that beautiful here's what it looks like now they have two services on sunday morning every week muncie north i think we have uh that was their interest meeting that we had over in the student ministry center and here's what it looks like on sunday morning now at muncie north we're so very thankful for that and i think we have a picture of the bluffton courthouse maybe uh, that's coming soon the congregation to bluffton how many are excited about what god is doing say amen if you're excited about that we're going to have paused just a moment and why don't you just stand we're going to pray but i'm going to have you go ahead and stand i know this is a different kind of sermon we're going to pray with our pastors Um, our pastors are going to pray for one another and we've got a little video um, and we're going to do that just pray along with them join me as we uh, pray for uh, our dunkirk campus and pastor kyle father we are so grateful for what you have done in jay county and in the dunkirk community over these last few months and we're just praying god that you would send revival to that community and throughout that region we pray lord that lives would be changed people would be transformed hearts lord would forever come to know you as lord and savior and people would follow after you and become disciples of yours pray god that you would give uh, pastor kyle and sarah and their entire team wisdom give them direction. And God, may what you do in that community far exceed our fondest imaginations. We're believing you for that and thanking you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Join me in praying for our Hartford City campus. Father, we thank you so much for uh, the ministry that's taking place in Hartford City. We just ask that your anointing, your blessing would be upon Pastor Josh as he continues to lead in the kingdom vision that you've given him in that church. We pray that that church would be fruitful and effective at reaching the lost Christ. We just pray that you would continue to allow them opportunities to engage their community, to grow and to expand and to be effective for the kingdom of God. And God, we pray that hearts and lives would be changed and transformed as a result of the word of God being preached and communicated. We pray that that community, that city, that county would be changed and transformed for all of eternity. So we just pray that your hand would be upon Pastor Josh and the leadership, that team. And we just ask, God, that you would continue to use them to make a difference for your kingdom, we pray in Jesus' name. Join me in praying for Pastor Ty in the Muncie North Campus. Father, we come before you. Lord, we just thank you so much for what you have done and are continuing to do at Muncie North. Lord, through Pastor Ty, we pray that you would give him a special sense of your anointing, that every time he goes up to preach, he would preach with boldness and proclaiming the truth of your word. Lord, we pray for that campus, that you would send people who are lost, who are hurting, and who are broken, that are looking for a place that feels like home, that, Lord, they would encounter a God who loves them, and they would see the truth that is found in your word. Lord, we just ask that in every single stage of life, whether that be the newborn through senior adults, that this would be a church and a body that is growing continually in their knowledge of you and their love of you and their passion for you and for their city. In your name we pray. Amen. And now we pray for the Bluffton campus. Lord God, we are so grateful that you have directed people to come alongside of Pastor Dan and the McGill family. And Lord, we pray that as this team gels and uh, gets excited about this launch that is coming up in this fall, Lord, that your Holy Spirit anointing would rest heavily upon them all. God, we are praying that you would grant favor to Pastor Dan with the city and with leaders in the community. We're praying that souls would be saved, and we're praying that this church would uh, be united and strong as they look to launch forward and to spread your kingdom in Wells County. And we look forward to what you are doing there, and we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Join us today in praying for our Muncie campus. Father, we thank you for your church. We thank you for our pastor, Pastor Kevin. And today we pray that you would continue to use this church to represent you and share your truth to our community. We pray that in this season, you would further awaken us to your powerful and living word and draw us nearer to you. And we pray that every child, every teen, every adult, every single person would be awakened to live out your purpose to serve one another, and share Christ to our community. And as a result, we pray and believe you for greater spiritual growth and more lives saved and transformed in the days ahead. So we ask you to empower us to do this. Fill Pastor Kevin, every pastor, staff, member, volunteer, fill us with your spirit. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. You can be seated. Excited about all of those young men that pastor those churches and what god has called them to do i'd like for you to open your bibles we don't have this on the screen so if you have a bible or you have a phone that has the bible on it I'd like for you to turn to second corinthians chapter 5 and also matthew 18 if you would second corinthians 5. i want you to before i share with you the specifics of where i believe god is leading us i want you to know what informs that vision um this is not just a pie in the sky. It's not just, hey, I'd like to accomplish this. This would be cool. This would be neat. But this is what informs it. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, in verse 13, Paul says, if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. Or if we are of sound mind, it is for you. But the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus that if one died for all, then all died, and he died for all. And that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, we, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, all things have become new. All things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God in Christ is reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God was pleading through us We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. How many have a friend, a son, a daughter, a husband, a wife, a grandson, or a granddaughter that doesn't know Jesus? Raise your hand if you... How many want them to be reconciled to Christ? That's what motivates us. Not to have a bigger church, not to have more campuses... It's that God is working to reconcile the world to himself. And he is calling us to join that mission and that vision. And it is Christ working through us, imploring people to come and know him. And then also in Matthew 18, if you would look there, I just want to show you two other short passages of scripture, Matthew 18 and verse number five. We read these words, Whoever receives, these are the words of Jesus, one little child like this in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck. He were drowned in the depth of the sea. And in Matthew 19, you know these words of Jesus. In verse 13, Jesus said, as the children were brought to him and the disciples tried to rebuke them, he said, Let the little children. Come unto me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of heaven. Here's the bottom line there are a lot of unreconciled to Christ people in Muncie, in Delaware County, in Wells County, in Adams County, in Blackford and Jay, in Henry, and in Delaware, in Randolph, and in Wayne. A lot of unreconciled people to Christ around the world. And God has called us, has He not? to do all that we can to reach them. Say amen if you believe that. That's what informs the vision. It's not a personal kingdom. It is not trying to work harder or do more. It is that there are people that need to be reconciled to Jesus. Let me share with you what I believe the immeasurably more vision is, and I'll do it rather quickly. I think you have even in your bulletin maybe an insert that captures this as well. The vision very simply is this, to train young people to be fully... Devoted followers of Jesus, and to plant life giving churches, and this is my favorite, and to say yes to every legitimate mission's needs. There are seven components to this vision I want to just mention to you very quickly. Number one, our vision, a God sized vision, won't be accomplished probably in my lifetime, and that is to expand the ECI 8. We want to plant those churches, but then to expand expand that even further with at least three other churches being birthed out of those churches that have been planted. You see, children grow up, don't they, and they have children. And healthy, healthy, people grow up and they produce children and we want these churches and believe that they are going to grow and they already have a vision josh and kyle are talking about it all the time wanting to plant they want to plant a church already we have to slow them down just a little bit but they're all about it and we want and believe that god is calling us to expand that footprint even beyond east central indiana with at least three churches coming out of those initial eight. We also, this is exciting, we are believing God to help us plant a global church. I don't know how many of you know this, but Pastor uh, Ryan and Jenny came from a church in Vilnius, Lithuania, it was actually planted by a church in Wisconsin. They have churches here, but they also planted this global church. And we believe that God is going to enable us to partner with the church overseas and plant a church, uh, Scott and Aaron grants that we support, are part of a church that a church in Cincinnati planted that church in South Africa. And so that is part of this God-sized vision. Number three, we want to say yes. We want to get to the point we can say yes to every legitimate missions need a missionary calls and says i need five thousand dollars we need it very quickly wouldn't it be wonderful to be able to respond to that need just like that let me show you a real quick video we actually did this just a few weeks ago with jason and andrea morrison they called they needed three thousand dollars watch this story it's really cool
3: Hello, Glad Tidings Church. Uh, this is Jason and Andrea Morrison, your partners in Serbia. wanted to take a moment to say thank you. A while back you became aware of a need that we had here in the field. Uh, the church plant that we're partnering with was in need of some money to purchase a van for their women's drug rehabilitation center. Uh, they had already raised some money. They needed about three thousand more dollars to purchase a van so that the women could get to work. They could uh, sustain themselves while they're in the, the treatment and uh, you not only helped them but you also helped another church in uh, the north of Serbia they were needing some money for a roof for their church they had a van that they no longer needed so we were able to purchase the van off of them so they could uh, put the roof on their church and the church that we are working with now has the van so that the women can go and make money can be part of that Rehabilitation Center. So I wanted to say thank you and uh, just introduce Pastor Igor, he's our partner here, so he can say thank you as well, so God bless you.
4: Okay. Hello dear friends, I'm Igor Budano, I'm pastor from uh, Novi Sad, I'm friend of uh, Jason and Andrea, uh, I really want to thank you for all what you did for us. Uh, uh, for support to buy the van for Girls Rehabilitation Center. We really needed that and uh, we are blessed now with that van. Uh, we are trying to help girls who are who was drug addicts uh, addict to become uh, Christ's disciple. Uh, so we really needed that uh, transport to go to the church, to working, to uh, self-support that uh, center with that. So we are really blessed with that van. So thank you for everything that you did for us.
0: Do that because you all gave so well this year and we have exceeded and we are well on our way to our full goal but you gave so well that we have that in our missions fund and we're able to meet that need but i envision a day when if there is a missions need we can respond to that wouldn't that be awesome if we could do that and we look forward to that day i'm going to move very quickly pastor ryan if you want to go ahead and get ready I didn't leave either one of us much more time but i'm going to go quickly um we also are going to establish and again many of you have asked about this and we are working toward this it's just not an easy we want to do it well we don't want to just put kids in a cubicle somewhere we want to teach them and so we're working on and hope to do this um establish a through k-12 christian school ultimately we want to partner with at least one missionary in every agwm that's assemblies of god world missions region We're, we support many well, by partnering with them we mean to have a strategic relationship with them where we can do uh, mission trips there and can connect with them on a regular basis so the church knows them well and they become family we want to provide the very best ministry to our kids and our teens if you are a parent of a teenager after the second service today. um, Pastor Jenny is hosting a meal for the parents and gonna share the youth vision. So make sure even if you leave now, come back for that. You're you're gonna wanna hear her vision. And uh, we're excited about what God is gonna do through our children and our youth. And then we want to ensure that called individuals are trained for ministry through our uh, Center for Christian Leadership. We are excited about that and all of that is part of this larger vision. In 2022, or in just a few weeks, we're gonna have our Kingdom Builders emphasis. It'll be November 6th through the 20th. On November 6th, a very few of you will know this name. Randy Carter was a youth pastor here in the 70s. He is going to be speaking on November the 6th. And then that whole next week, we will have missionaries with us. They will be in small groups. On the 13th, I will share about the Africa trip and talk about the process. Projects we're going to do in 2023. David Wikington Jr. will be preaching on the 20th, and uh, we will uh, be collectively pledging toward our Kingdom Builders goal of 2023, which will be $400,000. Pastor Ryan is going to kick off a missions prayer outreach ministry. Can you tell him about that in 62 seconds? No, you have a little bit longer than that, but.
4: Yeah, so um, for most, most of you know that my, my family and I, we uh, were AGWM missionaries before we came to Muncie to accept this position here. And so missions is very much near and dear to our heart. Um, and so this church, uh, Glad Tidings, has been a missions church for a long time. Uh, but with this new vision, we're looking to take the next step of being more intentional with our involvement in missionaries. And so as a missionary, Uh, Finances are extremely important. We can't do what God has called us to do without the money that is is committed and is sent from people like you, from churches like this one. But when we were on the field, we felt the most supported by the churches that we know or that we knew were praying for us and the ones that were reaching out to us and communicating with us and asking how things were going and asking what our needs were um, and really just checking up with us, especially the last several years. Um, Because it it just got really lonely and there's people that are serving in parts of the world that are very dark They're facing a lot of oppression um, From spiritual, you know battle that they're facing on a daily basis And so when we have churches that are supporting us and that let us know that we're able to be more effective in our ministry And so here at Glad Tidings Church, we're gonna do two things in this coming season The first of which is what pastor just mentioned. Uh, We're gonna start having global prayer nights And so we're going to have our very first one during our missions emphasis week. It's going to be on a Friday night. And essentially, we're going to gather together in this room. And we have a bunch of banners that we have have made. And if you want to put that image on the screen, uh, this is one that is the entire world. But we are going to have six different ones that are going to be representing each region of the world. So we can lay them on the ground and we can literally place our hands where we are praying. And if we have missionary guests with us, they can stand on the country that they're serving and we can pray with them and just be more intentional with our prayers. And going forward, we'll do this every couple months. We'll have a global prayer night. And then the second to go along with this is we're going to implement a structure uh, within our Kingdom Builders where we are directly communicating with our missionaries. And so we will give more information during the missions emphasis week, but basically it gives every person in this room an opportunity to be directly involved with communicating with our missionaries, praying for them, and just knowing what is going on in their part of the world and how we can better come alongside them and the work that God has called them to do. And so I'm very excited about this. Like I said, we'll give you more information in the weeks and months to come. Um, But I just, I can't wait to see how God is gonna take us to the next step in supporting the work that's being done around the world. Amen, amen.
0: And that will be, help us get to that point where we can, in fact, meet every legitimate missions need that comes our way. So what can you do to help us toward this immeasurably more vision. Number one, obviously you can pray. Remember the words of Andrew Murray that I shared with you at the beginning, beware in prayer above everything of limiting God, not only by unbelief, but by fancying that you know what he can do. Would you pray big prayers with us? Would you believe God for big things with us? Secondly, obviously giving generously, both your tithe and your kingdom builders offering. Begin to think about what God is gonna ask you to do in 2023. Thirdly, pray for the Lord of the harvest to send laborers. It's not enough just to have a big vision. We need laborers. And Jesus said in Matthew 9, 37, we should pray that way. Number four, consider long-term investing. What can you do? Can you leave a legacy gift like we're gonna learn about in the CEP workshop? And finally, number five, we're asking you to enjoy the vision and ask God what he wants you to do. To be a part of that vision i want you to stand with me if you would and uh we're going to bring this to a close just stay put if you if you possibly can because i want to close with a few important statements this is um what you can do what i can do but what will god do that's a more important question remember the text He is able to do immeasurably more. How many believe that is really true? He can do immeasurably more than we ask or think. So let me ask you a series of questions. What if God has something bigger for us? What would happen if every region really was reached for Jesus? What happened if every need of every missionary really was met? What if a successful K 12 school really impacted this community, this county, and this region with a biblical worldview that trained young men and young women with great education, but with a biblical worldview? What would happen? What would happen if we really planted churches throughout the region and globally that proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ? And he is able to do immeasurably more than we can even dream. The next verse says this, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. You see, God gets glory when we serve. God gets glory when we give. God gets glory when we worship. God gets glory when we witness. God gets glory when lives are changed. So I'm asking you to imagine and dream great things. Dream with me this vision that we can train young people to be fully devoted followers of Jesus, to plant life-giving churches and say yes to every legitimate world mission's need. And he can do immeasurably more than even that, more than we can ever dream. Two things I wanna tell you real quickly, if I can tell you each in one minute, then I'll be doing well, but I'm not sure I can succeed in that. I was reading just this morning in Colossians chapter one and verse 12, Paul says to give thanks, to give thanks for Christ has qualified us to inherit his kingdom. And here's what I thought about, remember the thief at the side of Jesus, he had a whole life of murder and thievery and stealing and and deceiving and he said to jesus he was just there hanging by jesus for a few hours he said would you remember me when you get in paradise and jesus said today you'll be with me in paradise in a few hours jesus qualified him to inherit the kingdom How many are thankful that God has qualified you to inherit the kingdom? Those people that you raised your hand for that have not yet been reconciled to Jesus, none of them are hopeless causes. Christ can qualify them to inherit the kingdom as well. How many believe that? Say amen if you believe that. Let me finish with this story. It's a great story in uh, 2 Kings 4. Widow came to the prophet Elisha and said, My husband died and the creditors are coming after me and I don't have any money and he said, what do you have in your house? She said, I have just a little bit of of oil, not much. He said, tell your sons to go out and borrow every vessel they can and just start pouring in those vessels. And they went out and they borrowed vessels and every Tupperware container they could find and they started pouring. And she said, we've still got oil, go get more. And they kept getting more. And she was able to sell that oil and pay all of her debt. But there are two things I want you to notice. Number one, the oil only stopped flowing when they quit offering empty vessels. When they ran out of vessels, the oil quit flowing only then. Can I just tell you there is an enemy, number two, that wants your sons. That's what the creditors wanted. They wanted to buy the sons to take the sons as slaves. There's an enemy that wants your sons and your daughters, your children and your grandchildren, but there is hope. What is in your house? What vessel are you willing to surrender to him and say, Holy Spirit, pour your oil through me. I want you to flow through me so that the enemy can't steal my children, my grandchildren, my great grandchildren. I'm asking you with me to offer to him yourself to do immeasurably more than you could ever dream, think, ask, or imagine. Father, we are believing you for that. We are believing you for that. Would you just lift your hearts with me right now? Lift your hands if you'd like and just say, Lord, we're believing you to do immeasurably more than we could ever dream, ask, or think. Would you do that in this place? God, I pray that we will see people reconciled to you, people, Lord, that we thought could never come to you, that they will be qualified to inherit your kingdom. They will be made meet for that inheritance by the power of Jesus Christ. Lord, help us not to limit you in our asking, but help us to ask big, to dream big, and to believe for greater things. In the days that are ahead, we pray. Let's sing this together. We sang it early. Let's just worship him. He's more than enough.